Yes, we spoke last time about the positive side. We spoke about how the mitzvahs a person does becomes be'etzim theirs. It's not something that has to be given to them. They're koinet, it's theirs. And now let's look at the reverse side. That's how it happens also. Just like a person creates for himself his reward, a person creates the schar, and like we said, that's something which is his forever. So then if a person does a virus, besides the virus which is done, a person invested life in doing an avera, right? And now, remember, that's also eternalized. So there's a certain level of oinish which a person has been coined for himself, so to speak, by what he does wrong. And if that's the case, the mitzvah of Gehinnom isn't an outside punishment. Just like we spoke about the reward as being something which Be'etzim is not given to a person, it's his. So in Gehinnom, a person does an avera, so now he's that that a very the Gemara says is connected to him. Kilo. The Gemara says in the Vedasara it's kosher like a cat. It's like tied to him, like bound to him like a dog. So now it's part of it. He's stuck with it. And that's the case. The only she's going to get is from what he did to himself. It's uh, if you don't take the Gemara's Marshal Havdil, you take a wild dog and you chain him to a leg. He's going to bite you. Right? The, 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 that's the material of having having something dangerous, which is you, you've put next to you, you, you call it, you connect it to yourself. So you marry the only of the is also, it's, it's self-inflicted. Says the Nevshachai in the middle of Perak Yudalif, V'chein only shagahinam in yon igamkein, shachait atzmi hu onshay, the chait itself that a person does, that gives him the punishment. Like the Pasuk says, Avoy noisav yil kudur nesa rasha. The Averis will track the Rosh. He'll be stuck with the rope, so to speak, of his own chait. He's already caused the damage. And now he's going to live with the consequence of what he did to himself. And therefore, by doing something wrong, he brings on himself a ruach of tumish and a menaf of posay. It's of and it surrounds him when he does nevera. The achar asoyse after he's done it, a ruach tumah mistarik mukaim. The ruach tumah goes back to his neshama, and therefore b'chayav b'gehinam. Mamish amakifa b'esasias achet. He's already now. The gehinam is waiting for him. Rak she'enam margish adai. He doesn't feel it. Achar p'tiros until after he dies. She'nil kad oz bereshes ha'shaych and then he's trapped in the net he made for himself. There's a pasuk in Tehillim which explains this point. The pasuk says, the pasuk says about a person, also talking about someone who does a virus. So it's like he's trapped like a fish in a mitzudara. What's the idea of the fish which is trapped in the net? So the Rivet explains a very interesting point. The Rivet says, the Rivet says that there's two ways to fish. Two ways to fish, even today. The one way is called line fishing. Line fishing, some of you guys know more than me, you throw a line with a hook and a bait into the water, you wait for the fish to bite on, then he gets his mouth stuck on the hook and you put him out. That's one kind of fishing. There's another, another kind of fishing called net fishing. What's the idea of net fishing? Turn the net. The net goes all, like, falls in the water, goes over quite a big area, and then you pull the net in, and it's going to catch everything in the way. Right, today when they use trawlers to pull nets, I've seen cases where they can lay net for about five kilometers before they pull it back in again. Right? Now, says the rabbit, explaining this idea. 
If you catch a fish with the net, when does the fish get caught? The answer is in the net. The matter is in the net. When does the fish realize it's gotten caught? Only when you pull it in out of the water. Until it happened to me, he didn't realize there was a net. And it's only when you pull it out of the water, now he realizes he got trapped. He got stuck in the net. It's, uh, it says the pastor, like a person of virus, he's like a It's like a fish which is in the net. Which means the net's already there. Regardless does that very, then it's there. And what? He doesn't feel it yet. He doesn't feel it because he's still swimming in the water. But Berega, the, the person gets pulled out, so to speak, so he sees he's been trapped. And that's the concept of the ver- of the Avera. So then afterwards, now he's going to get punished. He's, he's prepared the punishment for himself. He's prepared the punishment for himself. They make their own Gehenna, dig themselves the Gehenna. But to lavish him, ask him, Hamma, make him ask him a Gehenna, or Marchibimois, they make their own Gehenna, and they make it burn with Dona Verus. Like the Post says in Shai, the Khur, Baesh, Bur, Eshkam, go in the fire you built for yourselves. Miyadi, Hoysa, Lesslechem, wasn't from Hashem, you did it to yourself. And if that's the case, the Master, if a person, for example, imagine you see a person. Doing something, acting, whatever it is, you catch on camera. So whatever you caught the person, says you in the picture doing, you have him in that motion doing that for the You got the picture of it. Now you see a picture of a guy talking. So it was part of a conversation. The man said he sees something, something else, but you catch that that second, so that you know, that is immortalized. You've got that movement, that picture, that frame, whatever it is. If you explain it here, it's the same idea. The time you're sitting in learning, so it's time which passes. So say that it's a shear, it's a chavros, whatever it is. But at that time now it becomes permanent. That's yours. So you've got that man. And you say, oh, my boy, that isn't passed by time. And if that's the case, it's a kasha. And that is, let's say the time a person doesn't have air. So that's also caught. That's also something which is now his forever. If that's the case, why isn't... Just like we understand on the one side, schar is forever. So why isn't the Oynish also like that? Why isn't the Oynish also forever? Right? The Maiseh, it's time, which a person used to do a virus, and that time now becomes something which is permanent, it's not temporary. So why, why, why if a person does something wrong, isn't the punishment forever? So, I want to answer with you. said Nefesh Chaim has himself said in the past twice. But he said he goes through the whole way through the set. And that is, if you are, I'm giving you a marshal of, okay, then, of how electricity works. Let's say I want to wire up my house. So, I put in the cables, I put in the switches, I put in the fittings, I put in the lights. Right, I build everything. And now, fantastic. I have a whole electrical, a whole electrical system. Now it all works, right? Answer is no. Why? I can, I've laid all the groundwork. Now I need some, the power plant to provide the power. And when the, because I have the whole system in place, when the power plant provides the power, then everything works. But I haven't, I didn't create the power. What, what I'm doing, basically, by putting in uh, equipment, putting in lights, putting in other appliances, is I've connected things so that if there be power, they'll all work. But without the source of power, nothing's going to happen. 
we spoke about what a person can do and what every mitzvah does. So a person is bad sent building himself, like we said, his Adam Abba. But there's one important point. And that is, it always needs the power from Hashem. It always needs the chiyos from Hashem. So a person's, the mitzvahs he's done are his forever, which means he's now built himself a system. He's built himself a home, a palace maybe. He's built himself everything he needs, but Lema'asad needs the chiyos the whole time from Hashem. Without that chiyos, he's not going to... Not, things don't exist. That works either way around. Now, what's the difference between mitzvah and avera? The difference is that when it comes to mitzvahs, Hakadosh Baruch is very happy to provide the power. That's what Hakadosh Baruch wants. So, if people build themselves, so to speak, which is a reality of of source of mitzvah. So, Akash Baruch is very happy to provide them with the koyach they need, with the life they need for it. And therefore, it can be learned in the Tzachim Tzachim. Akash Baruch is not limiting the, 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 their ability to get. As long as they have a system in place where they can take, they'll get forever. When it comes to Averis, Akash Baruch has no Indian. Akash Baruch has no reason to support Rav. Pay for Averis. Not only that, that he doesn't have an Indian too, he doesn't. We saw before that the whole reason why the Sultan tries to get people to do various is because that way the Sultan can take away from them. The Sultan can take life away. And he needs to do that because he doesn't exist on his own. It's an example, and the minister is example of a mosquito. The mosquitoes should really run away from people because people can kill them. But the mosquito is a problem. He needs the blood. That's what he lives on. So he's going to have to try and do what he can and sting the person and take blood because he needs it. Or he's running the risk of getting killed. He has no choice. And so it works the same way. But as on the one hand, we're able to destroy it. But on the other hand, he has to try and take from us because that's, that's his life. Hashem is not going to give him anything else. It's only when he takes away from Kali Yisrael. So he's going to have to try and take, because that's what else would he have otherwise. So Kali doesn't give rap. And if a person's done a virus, so it's true, he's built himself a Gehenim. He's built himself a Gehenim, but Hashem is not going to give Kayaf to a Gehenim. And therefore, how long will Gehenim last for? Only as long as the Kayaf the person himself put into it. Again, a person's about a virus, he invested his life in a virus. That's how long Gehenim can be for. More than that, not. Because Hashem is not going to give more than that. And therefore, there's a time limit for Gehenim. There has to be a time limit for Gehenim because it's only as much as the chiyos that a person will have there. And uh, as opposed to Gan Eden, where there's no time limit for, Rosh Baruch will, will give life the whole time. The amount of time that a person has to Gehenim is the amount of time he's given chiyos to Gehenim. The amount of time he's given his, his life, so to speak, to be there. Now, so it sounds already not so bad. Right? Even if a person's Zerasha, Gehinnim is pretty much limit, self-limited because how does a person live for? 70s, 80 years. So even if you put his whole life into Ra, right, Gehinnim can't be more than that. That's true, except. Except. There's an there's a important point to make. And that is, we talk about different times when a person gets judged. We talk about three different stages the person gets judged. The first one is every Yom Hashanah. We know we're getting judged. Number two is after a person dies. 
He gets judged. And number three, there's something called the Yemadina God. There's a great day of judgment. When's that? In a long time. After this all comes to an end. The only one which is ready a judgment is that last one. The only one when we really judge for every action we did and rewarded or punished is the final Yamadin. And the question is asked why? What's wrong with the way a person is judged after he died? Why do you have to wait for a third judgment after that? So what's the answer? The answer is the Rosh Hashanah. Why isn't the judgment of Rosh Hashanah enough? And the answer is, what can you judge a person for Rosh Hashanah? You can only judge him for the past. But he's still there. You can still do more. You can still change. So I can't decide on Rosh Hashanah, this person is going to give him a final judgment. Well, give him, he's still alive. Things can change. He can get better. He could get worse. He could do chiva. He could add. He could add. So therefore, by necessity, Rosh Hashanah is an interim judgment. It's an interim judgment. So far, we're holding what we do from now. The Chofetz Chaim gives a marshal. It's a very good marshal. You're running a business. Now, if you're running the business to Shivish style, uh, you have no idea if you're making money or losing money, but you're spending if you're paying money in. Okay, actually, it's working. Are you actually making, losing? You have no idea, but so you're busy. Uh, you could run a business like that, for better or for worse. You could try to run a bit more of a sort of bigger business, which means, once you take inventory. How much do I spend? How much do I make? If I'm talking about a store, which items were popular? And I sold it and I made a good profit. Which items are still on the shelves from the last year and no one wants? Right? And I make a cashback. These are things which are working. Oh, good. It's worth investing in. These are things that are not working. I'm not going to do that again. Right? Does that mean I'm closing the business? And now you're deciding was it a good or bad business? Well, I'm still in the middle. I'm busy working. But even if you're busy doing working on a business, you're going to take stock every so often. And you're going to check what you're doing to make sure it's going well. Rishon is the same thing. Rishon isn't your final status. <coughs> you're still in the middle. Rishon is taking stock. This last year, so this is what happened to you. This is what you did. This is what you was meant to do. All right? Is it good? Not good? Not good enough? We want to continue. How are we going to continue? But it's not a final judgment. We're going weiter. The question is just to, to plan a better strategy. How to go weiter better. And you can understand that, Rabbi, say. And you must understand that after a person dies, it's also not a final judgment. The Yema Dinah, after a person dies, is also not final. Why not? Because if the question would just be, what did this person do? And then it's over. He can't do anything else. He's no longer alive. Are you talking about Schar Oynesh? So there can be Schar or Oynesh for years and years to come. Why? A person that admits in his lifetime it has an effect. And had another effect. And it kept from going. And now it could be a year, a hundred years, a thousand years after he's died, but Lemais, where he started, continues. So he, he, it's, he's, it's like he's invested something which is always giving him dividends. He's, he's always making reward. So how can you judge him? You haven't seen the schar he's got yet. Think about Rashi. Rashi died nearly a thousand years ago. A few more years will be Rashi a thousand years ago. How much schar did Rashi get really died? Big tzaddik, Tamchachum, got Ladar. Mustafa, he got a schar. And since then, in the last 900 plus years since Rashi died, it's just going up the whole time. Uh, how many people learn Rashi every day? From Khayda kids to the Bale Atosis who learn Rashi. Right? 
it isn't a day, you don't know Rashi. So how much Moschar is Rashi getting on a daily basis? So you could judge Rashi then. He's not finished yet. He's invested tremendously, right? He's, you're going to decide at the end of time. Because until then, Rashi's still many. That works the one way. It works the other way also. If someone's done something wrong. And that causes other people to do things wrong. And that causes other people to do things wrong. So the Anish doesn't finish. Because he's responsible for everything which happens as a result of him as well. And I'll show you this in the Nach. In the Navi, Bufurish. You know, you've heard of the king Yeravim ben Nevat. Yeravim was the king who separated the Israel and took ten tribes off the path of Torah and sent them to the path of Avedazar. Yeravim's reign lasted 22 years. That was about another nearly 350 years until Klai Yisrael, the ten tribes, went into exile. But in, in, during that course of time, there were a lot of kings. Which in that tells one by one, all the kings of Israel. Each king, each king, what the Navi says about him, is that he was punished for the various he did, and for the Rav Mendevat. The Rav Mendevat was punished for all the kings after him. People who lived 300 years after he died. Why? Because because of his original Avera, they carried on the same path. They carried on eating Klai Yisrael and Tavera Zara because of Yeravim. And therefore, Yeravim's Gehenim is going on for a long time. Oh, his life is only as certain as finance. Yes, but uh, he's getting fresh parcels of Gehenim every day. And the Gemara is another example. Yashka. Yashka died at the age of 34. This time he got a pretty decent punishment from the end But in the 2000 years approximately since then, he's still burning. Whatever the Christians are doing or have done against the Jewish people for the last 2000 years, he's, he's getting a share of the punishment for that. He didn't do it, but he set it up. He set it up and it keeps happening. And therefore, like the Gemara says, he's being judged again every day. Because every day he gets more punished. Another example, and the Gemara gives this example also. Bilam. Bilam. What did Bilam do wrong? Say Chazal. After the Mabu, when Kevin got completely destroyed, and the reason for that was Arais, so after the, the nations woke up and they said, Alright, we're going to be more careful when it comes to immorality. And they were, until Bilam came along. Bilam was the one who reintroduced. Uh, immorality into the world. If you look outside of the world today, think what a stack of punishment Bilam has to get through. Everything you see outside, it's all Bilam's fault. Yes, he died 3,000 years ago, but this is all a result. You said that you brought this back into people's minds and culture, and look what it went to. This is all your fault. Bilam's also being punished the whole time. So it's true. On the one hand, Gehenim is self-limiting because it's limited to the amount of life people put into it, because Hashem is not going to give it. But on the other hand, if a person is acting in a capacity where he's set up a, a process where people are continuing to do a virus, so that keeps fueling him to be in Gehenim for longer. Both, both ways. The Tzadik, the Gehenim, the Russia. Anybody who, who, because of him, does something wrong, so he's responsible for this. He gets punished some more. That is true. Good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good question. Jeff helps with all that. Learn about that. Now, 
on this point. This is a Gemara. Fascinating Gemara. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says in Yama, at the beginning of the time of the second best in the So the Anshik Nesla who were the Sanhedrin of the time, they thought about what was, you know, we try, we're building a second base in Megdash. So they decided, let's think, what was the biggest problem with the first base in Megdash? So they got destroyed. What can we do to fix things then? And they decided that the biggest mistake that Klai Shal made in time of the first base in Megdash really would lead to the Chorobunus of Elzara. And it's quite, quite clear from the Novi that was the case. Right? So the Ashkenazi decided that if he wants the second base in Megdash to be more successful than the first one was, we have to daven to Hashem to take away the yetzal of Elzar. Because otherwise we're going down the same route we've been before, we're going to come to the same problem. Alright, so this is they fasted, they daven for three days, they had certain Nabim who knew what to do, whatever they could do, all Pirochnias. And after three days they got an answer, Hashem is willing to remove the yetzal of Elzar from the world. We lost big time from that. We lost the book. But the Maestro that Khalid Anshkin said that the Sarah was worth it, and from then on, there's no more the food, there's no more the Zarah. That's one part of the story. That's not the part I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the next part of the story. It says the Gemara Yom, the Anshkin Esther, wow, this is an Ace Rod sign. You see, we can ask for big things like that. Hashem should take things out of the world and He listens to us. So let's ask for more. Let's ask Hashem to take the Yetzir of our eyes out of the world. Take the Yetzirah out of the world also. That's also a major mechshah for many people. And also Hashem take it away. So they did. They passed the daven, whatever they did. For those three days, Hashem should take the Yetzirah of Arise out of the world. And Hashem listened to them. For three days, there was no Yetzirah Arise in the world. And after three days, the daven Hashem to bring it back again. Why? It says the Gemara because they saw the world wouldn't carry on. Chickens stopped laying eggs. Cows stopped giving milk. The Bria just came to a standstill. The Emmet then understood that the Yetzirah of Arayas is part of the general system in the world of why things continue. And if you're going to take it out of the world, nothing's going to, that, that, that's where the Bria ends. There'll be no future. Okay, so they brought the, they brought the Yetzirah of Arayas back again. What was on the other side of the Arayas? Like by Avodazar, the other side was Nevius. So what was on the other side of Arayas? Everything, continuation. There'll be no children, there'll be no new animals, there'll be no new fruit. The whole, the whole, Production of the world ended, so that that, that that doesn't work. They have to bring it back again. So if you want to know why there's still yet to arise today, it's because Anshikneslagdor decided they can't get rid of it. So it's here. Now listen to something unbelievable. That's what the Gemara says. That's what the Gemara says. And it's something unbelievable. The Zara says. The Zara says that for those three days that the Yetzirah left the world, the fire of Canaan stopped burning. And when the Yetzirah came back, then the fire started burning again. He's going to go Says the Neshachayim, he quotes it. When they grabbed the Yetzirah, we're talking about the Yetzirah, right? Gehenim stopped went out. Like it said in the Zahar, Just like Rishayim, the Yetzirah excites him. It gets them, it fires them up. The Chochi Mumma Vachinuna, with the excitement of people have to do a various, Pachi Tarikat Nurdogina. That's what keeps, that's what lights the fires again. Zimnachad, there was one time which we just spoke about, Lo Yishtak Yetzar Babu. 
It was a three three days because the Yitzhar in the world, and she came to the house to take away three days. The Chayla who was in for those whole three days covered the Ritz again. The fire again went out. What happened? I had the Yitzhar actually. They brought the Yitzhar back to the world again, etc. Because otherwise the world wouldn't end, continue. So when they brought the Yitzhar back into the world, Sharu Chayav Amar Yitzharavad. The Rishon in the world started getting enticed by the Yitzhar. And if that's the case, Shari Nurik didn't retake it. You get to start off learning again. What makes Gehenim burn is the Yitzharah of the Rishon. Unbelievable Zohar. Unbelievable Zohar. In the same sense we said before, Hashem is not going to give fuel to the fire of Gehenim. Hashem has no interest in perpetuating Rav. What keeps the fire of Gehenim burning is the Yitzharah. And where is he getting the Kayach from? From the people, he's doing mashal. If he's mashal people here, yeah, then he has a koyach to, to, to make a hidden burn. And if no one is doing a virus because the Yitzhar is not hold over them, they can have a hidden burn. That's the koyach. So that's a, a reminiscence of the Gemara also. A very strange Gemara in Shabbos. But the, so the daf of Gemara, which is explanation, it's a very complicated daf. But it's a daf kuf that is in Shabbos. Saying all the things that the Dardiki, the children said when they came to Beis Medrash. And one of the things that the children says is that Gehinnom says to Hashem, He says, Give me people. Give me people. And Hashem says, I'm not giving you the zero of Shays. I'm not giving you the Nisra. And Gehinnom says to Hashem, That's the case, I'm tired. I'm too tired. Now, what in the world does that mean to mean? What does it mean to him is time? A little prayer. So, if you understand this, you you understand a little bit of what the Gemara is saying. And that is, in order for him to burn, he needs people to do a virus. And then for him says to Hashem, give me Kayesha. If they do a virus, I have prayer to burn. That's where my prayer is coming from. And if Hashem says to him, you have no prayer to be Kayesha, so he's going to say back, I have no prayer to burn. Why? Because, like everything else in the world, Nothing has its own koyach. Nothing has its own koyach. Nothing has its own force of life. It is from Hashem. And Hashem is not giving it again. And if that's the case, where is Gehenim getting the koyach from? The chiyos from? The chiyos of the people that are doing a virus. He's taking the chiyos and that gives the ra the chiyos to birth. But if you take it away from them, then he's tired. He doesn't have koyach anymore. That's the second point you see. That the ra is self-limiting. It's true, a person can do right, and it's true, that it becomes his future, but on the other hand, it's self-limiting. It's self-limiting because it can't generate its own chiyos. As opposed to Kedusha, as opposed to Tzitkas, like we said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives chiyos the whole time. When it comes to Rashi, it doesn't give it. And therefore, it's limiting either until as long as people are doing a virus here, because that gives the Ram more kayak, or for the individual, as long as, for as long as he did a virus, that's how long his gena will be, because after that, there's no more chiyos for it. That's the first one. That's what I want to explain today. So we see this idea that when a person dies, he backs and builds his future for himself. We spoke about last, last time on Monday. We spoke about the side of the Torah, how the mitzvahs the person does, and the Torah the person does. If the moments, the time, the hours he spent learning are caught, immortalized. That's his. That's his chiyos and The same thing, the various the person does are also caught and are his. And that's his chiyos The only difference is, is that the mitzvahs, by definition, will be forever. Because if they're there, Kodesh Baruch Hu has an Indian to give them khirs to keep going. And therefore that part of a person's life is spent well, that's his. And Hashem will give him khirs to keep with it forever. 
Mashainga, when it comes to Avera, so it's only there for as long as the key gave his Avera to last. More than that, not. Why? Because Hashem is no Indian in feeling right. The only danger is if more people are feeling the right. If people who learn from his mistakes, or people who have a Yetzirah today, whatever it is, so they're perpetuating the Avera, then that gives Koyach to get him to carry on. But without that, it wouldn't. And therefore, there's a constant loss of love we could talk about. Gehinnom Kala. Gehinnom gets finished. How is Gehinnom get finished? What puts out the fire? Like every fire, it runs out of oxygen. The fire has nothing to burn, no Koyach to burn, it goes out. That's what happens to Gehinnom also. When it loses its Koyach source, it's, it's the, which is giving it the ability to burn, then it goes out. So when you, there's no longer people doing Averis, or the Averis people have done have already been, so to speak, paid for something like that. There's no other Koyach it has in order, for, in order to do it. So, it's